All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Episode 71, From Logic to Intuition, with Vishali Nikade. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Vishali Nikade, who is a beautiful woman I had the opportunity to meet earlier this year. And she does card readings and inspirational challenges to help people open up to more of who they really are. She has an upcoming challenge called Unleash Your Creative Genius, which I love because that's something that I think is needed right now in our time in consciousness because people are in the state of overwhelm and the fear is pervasive because we see it in the media, we see it with our friends, we see it when we go out. And you're actually calling people to get past that and tune into their intuition. And I love that. So. I'm being called to ask you to describe how you came to this and and how I'll just stop there. How 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 did you come to this development? Do you mean the challenge or becoming yeah, the, an intuitive? Oh, that's a good question. Let's start with your becoming an intuitive. Oh, cool. That's a nicer story. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a while back. Uh, I used to be an engineer and I used to design computer chips and I was having, uh, so this is like my past life in this life, (laughs) but uh, I had uh, transitioned from that uh, aspect and looking into some other work and I was having some problems and I decided to seek help and the help I decided to seek was to call up psychics. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I know nobody on the, nobody listening to the podcast has ever done that, but that's Probably. what I did. Probably. Nobody does that. I did that. So I called up the first one and then the answer, whatever I heard, you know, I took notes. I take notes like all the engineering part of me still exists, is still in existence. I take really good notes. <laughs> uh, so I was taking notes. I wrote that down. Hmm, doesn't seem to make sense. Okay, let me call somebody else. Maybe she doesn't know what, uh, you know, she doesn't know how to give me the proper guidance. (laughs) So I called number two and uh, still took notes. Still, I can't make anything out of it. So then I kept going to number three, four, five, then 10, then 20. Some people (laughs) never learn. So after I came to close to like 30 or 40 of them, I said I've had it. it. These people have no idea what they're talking about and I'm going to figure this out myself. (laughs) So I decided how to learn to read and to become a psychic and to get my own answers. And that really was my only, how do I say, that was my only thing, outcome that I was planning to get. 
So then just for fun, I, you know, I said, uh, let me just try and read some other people. So I started reading other people and then they started coming back to me saying that, oh, this happened, that happened, that happened. <laughs> so then that's how I kind of uh, came on to becoming uh, a psychic or come to the intuitive side. <laughs> how did you get, so I live with an engineer and I know he struggles with getting into his intuition. So how was that process for you of like shutting that engineering part of your brain off to get into your intuition? It was, it wasn't easy. Like, you know, as somebody who has been left brained, who has been trained in school to think in a certain way. So, uh, you know, depending on what kind of schooling you get, you, you're trained to think in a certain way. So I was uh, trained to think uh, all the engineering stuff and uh, the logical stuff and to even think that this kind of a thing exists where you can kind of look through and see the future and change it. That was really foreign to me. So just like an engineer would do, I started testing things. So I said, you know, I'm just going to test drive this and see if it really works because there's no harm in it. It was like I was going to spend an hour or two to test things out for like a week or so. So the first thing I did was I used to go to the gym in the mornings and uh, I would have specific days. So I would have like cardio days and weight days uh, and so on. So what I would do is on cardio days, I would run or do the Stairmaster and then on weight days, you know, I would either go and lift weights or I would go to weight training class. And uh, when I first started testing it, you know, I would just test it uh, for the gym and see how things would play out in the gym because it's a very short window, like an hour. And in an hour, you can see how things play out. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, I, I was going to go to the gym anyway. So for the first two, three days, you know, things uh, started working. The reading started showing me what was actually going to happen. So by the third and fourth day, I got really irritated, <laughs> just like an engineer would. <laughs> How is this even possible? <laughs> so then I said, okay, today, <laughs> today I am determined to change the reading. So I said, no. So it was like a cardio day. <laughs> so I said, if the reading says I'm going to run, I will go and do the Stairmaster so that I'm right and the reading is wrong <laughs> and uh, vice versa. So, and then as I look at the reading, oh my God, I just completely lost it. <laughs> so what the reading showed was that I would be right and the reading would be right. So do you want to guess what it showed? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So what the reading showed is the woman at crossroads or there's a lady at crossroads, which means that either I take the road or I take the stairmaster. <laughs> Ah, that day, that day there was a switch in my brain that flipped completely. And I said, okay, I think that I need to kind of just cast all my doubts aside and really start taking this seriously. Yeah. So that's when I really transitioned and sort of came on to the intuitive side. And then, you know, it was a matter of experimenting, playing with the reading, seeing how things work, see how they play out, uh, making course corrections, that kind of a thing. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> My eyes are in tears. <laughs> you know, that's how that's what happens sometimes. It's like we're just bebopping along. Like I was I was an historian and 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 I was on this quest to figure out what what make what causes separation. Just bother me. Like, why am I separate from you? It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, culturally, yeah, I get it. We have different cultures, but 
fundamentally, why am I separate from you? And I went as far as I could in the United States and I got a PhD in cultural history. And it still wasn't enough because it didn't answer the question. So then I go on a spiritual quest and, and now it's like, oh, I know now why it doesn't make sense because it doesn't exist. It's like in here, but like I couldn't, and I knew, like I knew that was like the lie. The lie is like, why is this, 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 nothing about that makes sense to me. But I couldn't figure it out intellectually. I had to figure it out intuitively. Yeah, so uh, intellectually, we are trained to believe certain things and we have certain point of references. And my point of reference was that, you know, you cannot like see through what's coming up or what's coming in the future or, you know, things uh, happen in a certain way. And sometimes you need to go back and revisit those assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. And like the COVID, for instance, the COVID tested assumptions out of each and everything. (laughs) So yeah, every, everything we do, there's like an inherent assumption behind it. And you know, not a lot of times, but a few times they're tested. So you have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, 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 and recognizing that you have to bring like, oh, this is a behavior I've had is it still helpful to me? Right. Is this actually like tripping me up or is it actually making me grow? And bringing that awareness in is challenging sometimes because so much of us is in the subconscious. True. So it's, that's been one of my quests is like to find that deeper level of like, does this resonate with me and when it doesn't? And when I find, when I come to, So I'll give an example. So in the past three months, I'll say, I have been guided to create face and diffuser stuff. And like, I'm getting recipes given to me. Like, I don't recall ever making anything like this as a kid. I've always been a baker and a cook, but I've never imagined that I'd be making face creams or face oils or diffuser blends. And they're just literally coming through me. and. I just write them down because I know I've learned that this is a gift that I'm being given and I don't know what's going to unfold from it because I can't, I haven't predicted the future, but I do know that it resonates. (laughs) I do know that it resonates and it brings joy to my soul. So I forced myself to not question it so much as just to like, okay, I'm just taking notes now because this is something that is important for me to, and there are a couple of things I didn't take notes on. And I'm like, oh shit, what did I put in this? Yeah, you tend to forget, like whenever uh, whenever I go, uh, go to bed at night, it's like I start getting these downloads and then I just come, uh, like type them on my tablet, <laughs> tablet because the next morning I have no clue what I have, right. what I was thinking about. Right, because it's it's just this 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 gift that we're given. Like we're we're conduits almost to this this greater knowledge. And and my academic brain has struggled with that a lot because I like to pretend that I'm a third dimensional being. And when I get things from non third dimensional entities, like like I'll I'll call it source because that's a term that feels better than God. But I had this message given to me about compassion and and manipulation and all of what's going on from a cultural historical perspective. And when I started typing it, I was terrified. And that was my ego because I was speaking truth. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what that is. 
well, I'm going to have to type it. I'm terrified. I don't really want to expose my, I'll just put it on MeWe because I know like 10 people on MeWe. That's safe. <laughs> I couldn't put it on Facebook because it was too terrifying to me too. But I also know that like I have a specific set of gifts that I've been given that can be used for awakening others to their deeper sense of who they really are. And that's what happens when you allow that intuition to develop and cultivate on a deeper level. Yeah, true. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And that's why I love this, this part that you're, you're, you're trying to like what I sensed from you, because that's one of my, one of my gifts is I, I sense really well. Your unleashing your creative genius is such, it's a scary place to be because we're conditioned to behave in certain ways. And, and when we're taken out of that paradigm into finding out more deeply where your creativity lies and how you can open up to that, that's a fascinating journey. Yeah. And the way I came about to it is uh, also a fascinating story. <laughs> Please tell. Um, so, uh, you know, we are recording this in the middle of COVID. So when COVID first hit, you know, I was like, uh, I used to, I'm like a fitness freak. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a shocker because I could no longer go to the gym. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I would just like go for a walk in the evening or something. But, you know, the walk doesn't quite do it. Like for somebody who has, uh, who is like a, uh, like a real freak, <laughs> the walk is just like, uh, I don't know. It's like a little bit of a touch or something. It well, doesn't... I, I was swimming four miles a week before COVID hit. Yeah. And I haven't been swimming since March. And so I'm like, okay, what can I do? Yeah, so that kind of lasted for a month, like, you know, the walk thing and stuff. I'm like, man, this is, this is moving no muscle in my, in my body. It is, you just know? not what you're used to. I will get fat, fat because I love to eat too. <laughs> so uh, there's a trail nearby, there's a mountain and there's a trail nearby. And uh, it's around the same time that, you know, the universe kind of landed me an opportunity to start a podcast. And uh, I was thinking about some names for the podcast. So the theme of my podcast is uh, physics meets metaphysics or science meets woo. And uh, I was thinking about some names. And the first name I came up with is the Choice Evolution Show. So... <laughs> You can imagine how interesting that yeah. name is. Uh, what I thought is, you know, I'll just invite some guests and uh, I'll sort of do readings for them. And then, you know, I'll invite them again after a few days and then do the readings and see how things went. But I already knew how things worked. So I was just doing it for the podcast. So that's how the name came, the choice evolution. And then when I started going up the mountain, I'm like, man, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is not going to work. So you know, I had to change the uh, change the theme a little bit. So I said, uh, well, you know, I don't need to really prove that to other people. I already I've had like thousands of readings and like hundreds of testimonials of uh, the readings playing out and stuff. So uh, I finally came to the conclusion on physics meets metaphysics, having studied both of them uh, at different stages. And then I was still looking for a name. And in the process of finding a name, uh, that's when I kind of 
kind of accidentally came upon this formula or theory or framework as to how your uh, creativity is triggered. And the name I came up with is the uncanny link. And mm-hmm. that's the link between physics and metaphysics, which is I like uncanny. That. I like that. <laughs> And uh, so that was like my creative genius. That's how I channeled uh, that name. So the challenge I have coming up, that's actually, uh, I'm kind of using the framework which I accidentally came upon to uh, teach people how they can as well, you know, unleash their creative genius. You don't need to be stuck with a bad name like the Choice Evolution Show or something. So yeah, that's how I came up with that name. That's really beautiful because that's that's allowing that that intuitive side of you to come through. And we were talking before we recorded how we we have a tendency, both of us, because you're an you're a former engineer and I'm a former historian. How that part of our brain, the left side of the brain, loves to analyze and problem solve. And when you get into the intuit the intuitive side it's really uncomfortable for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been there quite a bit. <laughs> With the intuitive side, you just get like the next step and then the next step and then let the universe connect the dots. And those steps are so random. They are. They are. And, and yet, they all work. That's true. And so it's, it's this, this process of, okay, I'm just going to... I'm just like, and, and have catching, catching the mind, right? Catching the mind from going into its, its conditioned state into, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna relax now. I'm not like, if, if I feel this anxiousness, you know, like, oh, I got to figure this out. I'm like, okay, I think it's time to meditate now. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to meditate like this, that, that battle. <laughs> Yeah, because if you look at it that way, so I actually also trained in a lot, trained in a lot of different tools and techniques related to meditation and things like that. And when you look at problem from that angle, it becomes like a different problem. And then the solution is like the tools you use during meditation. Mm -hmm. And the limitation is the timing in which you're going to get the result. Like it always doesn't happen in our time. It happens in like the God's time. Mm -hmm. Divine timing. Divine timing. And that's, that's a hard concept for us because we are trained to base everything on time. Yeah, I guess time is also one of my <laughs> readings, my special uh, reading, like when, 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 when. Um, oh, yeah. I, have- I do get a lot of accuracy on those readings though. So sometimes they're a bit off, but it took me a long time to get timing because in any sort of divination, it's very tricky to get timing. Yeah. So in the end, you know, I ended up combining like two, three different techniques. And then when everything kind of agrees, that's where you say that, okay, this is the timing that's going to come true or something. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a fascinating thing. Like I, I, I employed when I was I I was walking dogs before I came on the podcast and I was like okay I've got 11 minutes I can shower I can change I can have something to eat and and I expanded it because when I worked at a radio station I'd have a minute to walk 1500 feet to pee and get back into the studio within within a minute <laughs> <laughs> 
so I, I, and I'd have to walk around the desk to the door. So like I had, it was like a horseshoe. So I had to like get out and then race down the hallway, pee and come back and then get there at like 59 so I could do my announcement. And so I learned that time really is based on how you perceive it. Because when I, when I went to the television station, the guy was like, you have, you only have five minutes to get here. I'm like, what? I got five minutes. Oh my gosh. I'll like, I could do, I could get something to drink too. I mean, I can stand in line and get something to drink and come back and I'll be here. I'll have like two minutes to spare. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because they had such a different perception of what time was. And they couldn't stand the radio people because we were just like so low key. Oh yeah, I got like 30 seconds. I'm fine. And, and so it just, it was, as I apply it into my current life, it's just this fascinating thing because it's, it's all about perception. It is. But uh, as, as a human being, we still want answers on the timing because that's what rocks the world. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's, our per, it's our perception. It's like, okay, so I want to know this answer now. Well, what does now mean? I mean, if we're, we only have now, and if you tune into your intuition, you'll hear an answer. It might not be the one you want or in the timing, but you'll get it now. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, like a lot of my clients who do the now readings, I have a special section called emergency <laughs> emergency readings. <laughs> you know, when I first started reading, I was so dumb. I didn't know anything. <laughs> and people would call me at night and they had like an emergency and the emergency was if the boyfriend is going to call them back. <laughs> <laughs> So it took me only two readings. It did not take me 40 readings. <laughs> it took me like two readings. And then I said, okay, uh, you know, I would have like strict office hours and stuff. And then that didn't stop it. So then, you know, they would call in the day before and sort of beg and plead. So then I, started, then I said, I've got to stop this. <laughs> So then I just put a note on my side that, hey, listen, you know, if you want an emergency reading, just pay a little bit more and get it done like the same day. If you don't get it done, you get a refund. So then the people who have a true emergency, the emergency still remains the same though. (laughs) There's no change in the emergency. I actually did just one yesterday. That's funny. So, and she already knew the answer. Uh, Right, because she, she knew it intuitively. Yeah, she knew it intuitively. She just wanted to hear it from somebody else. And I am like a no BS reader. I'm like, I tell what I get. If you like it, that's fine. If you don't, that's too bad. And the ones who don't like it, they come back after six months and they say, oh, uh, I wasn't really prepared to hear it. (laughs) But (laughs) jokes aside... Uh, reading is like just one level it's a much finer level and it took me a lot of studies to get to this point where I can actually see through and predict things Um, you want to guess what my bestseller reading is will I find the love of my life you're close Uh, it's more like uh, the description of your future boyfriend or girlfriend So I started doing those and I got so many of them coming back saying that, yeah, just like you said. That's funny. Yeah, there was one guy. I remember this. Uh, I remember this guy and he did. So a long time back when I first started, you know, I was ready to like test my muscles anywhere. 
So I went to Fiverr. There's a website called Fiverr. Yeah, yeah. Fiverr. Yeah. So I put up a gig on Fiverr. I don't remember the price, but it was like dirt cheap. <laughs> right, because so, it's Fiverr. Yeah, because it's Fiverr. And it uh, Fiverr had kind of just started or it was within after the first few years of just started is when I kind of came across it. And uh, so I would do these love readings and I would do them really, really cheap. So maybe like 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks, which you'll never get anything from me right. for that price now. Right. But uh, so, you know, I would still do the love readings. And this guy comes to me and he says he wanted to know, you know, like how he will meet his girlfriend. So I said, so I said, what I see is, um, I said, there's like a small room. It's really, really dark. And uh, there's a very little space to move sort of a thing. And then I saw, I said, I still saw like a motion uh, over there a little bit. So then, uh, and then I saw, I said, I saw something related to education or something. So that was the reading he got related to how he will meet his girlfriend. Do you want to guess how he met her? Pretty close to that, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to guess the place? A library? Uh, clo- uh, sort of close. So she was actually carrying books in her hand. So that's the oh, book okay. part of it. Okay. But the dark room was actually the elevator. So he actually oh. met her. <laughs> So he, I think I had also said dim lighting. I don't remember. Okay. It's been a while. I think it's been over five years for that reading. But I think That's it was the cute. one that struck out because I was so dead on. And yet I didn't know they would meet in an elevator. Right. I just gave what I got. Right. And he came back and he said it was really dead on. He said I met her in an elevator and she was carrying books. And you know, the motion is the up and down motion. So it was really, really cool. So That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's so fast. So how much of your how much of your business is like love related? I want to say about sixty to seventy percent are love readings, mm-hmm. and then the remaining thirty percent they come in through other means like uh, career or finance or business, and uh, they still have love questions. So I want to say hundred hundred percent. One hundred percent. I've read like from twenty years old to like eighty years old across all different countries, and uh, everybody has like the same question. <laughs> it's just phrased differently. The readings are different, but the essence uh, still remains the same. That's really amazing. Yeah, that's so amazing. I get intuitive hits on so many different things, and the one that comes regularly to me. How much more can I love myself? Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like getting pedicures or anything. It's like how much can I find? How how deep can I dig through myself to uncover all the wounds within me so I can love myself even more integrated? Because if I don't love myself first, I'm not going to attract the one that I need to attract, right? That is true, but I think it takes people a long time to figure that out. It's mm-hmm. not like immediate. If you meet somebody who's 21 or 22, they are not going to get that. You right. know, they have to take some hits in life to actually come to that conclusion. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and that's, I, it, it's the learning process. It's, it's, you know, I, don't, I, I would love for every parent to first love themselves fully so that when their children come into the world, they can teach them that because that would just transform the planet. But until then, you get lots of love readings. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, actually, I'm moving more towards the business readings, oh, good, and good. those are kind of uh, those are kind of fun. It's a little bit of a different challenge. Yeah, since uh, my brain still needs to flex the muscle, and it, I think I've yeah, flexed the reading muscle quite a bit uh, in terms of love reading. So, um, uh, the business readings are also they are a different kind of fun. So, I'm enjoying them. I think they are more like, uh, you know, it's more about choices. So uh, like, um, I'll give an example from my life without trying to kind of give out the identities of some people I, I don't want to give out. Yeah. And uh, so there was this uh, conference I, I was kind of debating whether or not I should go to. And uh, I was like, uh, I have to, should I go? Because like, you know, I have to fly so far, then I have to stay in the hotel, then I have to eat that food. And there was like too much whining to go there to the conference. And under ordinary circumstances, you know, I may have sort of skipped it and I may not have gone. So what I did was I looked at the reading and then the reading said, go. I'm like, man, if the reading says jump, I'll jump. Because by this time, you know, I had like so many tests, not only on my life, but my client's life. And I have some regular clients from the time since I started. And that's been like six, seven years now. They've been reading with me for six, seven years. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason they're still reading with me. If I was off, they probably wouldn't be coming back. Right, right. (laughs) So uh, I knew that when the reading showed that I had to go, I had to go. Yeah. So I decided to go to that conference and, uh, you know, there was like a lot of speakers and th- things like that. So uh, one of the speakers uh, sort of, he invited us to his conference and, you know, it's like a <laughs> spiral. <laughs> you go from one thing to the next. And uh, I said, uh, so I was kind of debating whether I should go, whether I should not. And there was this another gal who came there and we sort of talked and uh, she stopped me in the hallway and she said, hey, listen, are you going? Because then, you know, we can split the hotel room. And I said, you know what? I was kind of still thinking, but if you come in my way and say we can split the hotel room, yeah. I guess the universe is taking care of that part as well. Yeah. So then I said, you know what, I'll go because he was going to refund us the tickets. So then uh, I decided to go. And that was like at that point in time, I decided to go to the conference. So then I come back home and then uh, the conference is like a week away and I'm dragging my feet. I'm like, Oh man, travel again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I was and with all these planes. So what happened is the zipper of one of my bags broke and um, I would essentially have to kind of go and buy a new bag. So I just, uh, you know, I was kind of already tired and there was only so little time left in between the conferences. There was so much to do. There was so much I had missed. So I was still kind of uh, debating whether or not I should go. And I messaged her something like, uh, I put a message in a group. I said, hey, is anyone carpooling from the Bay Area uh, to go? And that same gal, she responded back to me in a text message. (laughs) She said, you know, there is a bus. You can take the bus if you don't want to fly or drive. I said, really? I didn't know that. So, so it was like the universe was arranging things and setting me up. So I said, hmm, maybe I'll go by bus. And then I'm dragging my feet, dragging my feet. Oh my God, I don't want to go again because it's again like a week worth lost. Oh yeah. So, so then I look at the reading. Should I go? The reading said, yes. Said, Am I going to end up working with this guy? No. <laughs> so then I won't go. 
no go <laughs> so then i asked so what's the difference if i go versus i don't go and then it showed me what the difference was i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's too crazy so as soon as i saw what the difference was i said okay you know what forget it just one more conference it's not going to hurt so then i decided to go to that conference and uh, it actually opened a lot of different doors for me and new doors for me and i'm not sure if i had just been online if so many doors would have opened Mm-hmm. and since then uh since that point uh, the universe kind of lined up a lot of synchronicities and of course covid hit so this is a recent story yeah <laughs> so, uh, i think after that that was probably the last in person conference after that covid hit right and uh, so no more traveling so i guess my bag <laughs> my bag still stays That's great. And um, it just opened up so many doors. I think it's different to meet people in person. I mean, yeah, now we have the Zoom era and so on and so forth, but before that, you know, just meeting somebody online and saying hi is different than meeting them in person and being mm-hmm. in the same room with them. So truly, you know, there's like a few decisions in our life that kind of swing things here and there, and even though we make them lightly, they have they have or they can have like a huge impact. And I can honestly say that had I not looked at the readings and seen what was going to come, I probably may not have gone to one or two of them. I don't know which ones. <laughs> one followed the other, but uh, I wasn't so keen. It was only when I saw the details and it was like such a drastic difference that's oh, wow. why I ended up going. So okay. Yeah, so I kind of used them for myself like that. I had I was supposed to go to leadership training in February. and i was house sitting for a friend i know it was january and i was house sitting for a friend and i kept getting signs not to go i completely ignored them because i wasn't pulling cards like that so the morning i'm supposed to fly i have an epic fall in the shower i mean epic like i bruised my entire left leg and my lower back and i'm shake like i got myself out of the shower i was reaching for the towel and that's what made me fall so i dry myself off i'm shaking i'm like i'm still going to get on the plane and i like i ended up canceling everything and then a week later one of my friends said erica don't go this is so bad for you this is not something that's aligned for you at all it's going to completely disrupt your growth don't go and i was like well i yeah, i won't reschedule it because because and then covid hit so they canceled all of them but it was just this really fascinating because i wasn't listening to my intuition i was like i am going to do this i am going to do this and i'm like okay you want to do this we're just going to take you out and i was like oh okay this is really fascinating because i was in my head forcing yeah. myself to do something that wasn't aligned with what i'm supposed to do and so i got a really really overt hint <laughs> I said no you're not you're not doing this just stop the thought process just get out of this it's not healthy for you don't do it okay so it works both ways it's like you you get the yes or you get the no but when you pay attention it is loud <laughs> yeah and especially if it's something really really big then uh, you know you kind of get multiple signs or you get to like hear it a second sign a second time or something Mm-hmm. and uh, you know the, the first time it happens of course most people miss it and the second time as well and third time and so on but once you learn how to get awareness of how these things work then you know it only takes like a couple of hints to right. uh, 
uh, know like uh, whether something is coming up or not, whether you need to do this or not, uh, that kind of a thing. So, you know, people have like this gut feeling that, you know, I feel sick in my stomach. So that's all intuition telling you that, listen, something is not right. You cannot see it with your naked eyes, but mm. that's like the spirit sensor speaking up on it and saying, don't do this. <laughs> Yeah, because spirit uses your body to communicate so effectively. That's true. So effectively. I know when I'm when I'm in that state of joy, I just feel so I feel like my heart chakra is expanding. And I'm just opening up to the love of the universe. And I I feel that usually like around three o'clock in the morning, which is like a sucky time to feel it, but I feel it. <laughs> It's like I'm grateful that I get to feel it. I like it when I'm actually fully conscious, but it's okay. I feel it. And and it's just this beautiful space of, oh, this is what I could be, right? This is what I can be if I allow myself to get out of my head and let that beautiful intuition, that that divine energy to come through me so I can actually be that being that I'm supposed, that I came here to be instead of what my head thinks I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And it takes people a little bit of time to kind of get used to it or to actually listen to it or even to implement uh, these kind of things. But it's really rewarding. Yeah. Disorienting, but (laughs) rewarding. Yeah. I think universe has a different way to connect the dots. And that's what I was uh, saying in the beginning that um, logical thinking will only kind of uh, get you to a logical place and uh, intuitive thinking, it will just get you to a place uh, through a route you had never imagined and probably to a place you had not imagined in the way. Mm -hmm. So very true. Mm. Well, I feel that we have had a very fascinating conversation and I'm going to ask the question that I'm allowed to ask and that is how can people find you? Oh, cool. So how can people find me? Uh, I have a website. It's called theuncannylink.com and it's the same name as the podcast, The Uncanny Link. So you can go to the podcast. You'll come across my site link. Hopefully you will. Otherwise, I have to change it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, if you go to my website, theuncannylink.com, it has a quiz. You can take the quiz. And uh, if you are interested in a reading, then uh, I think if you hit the contact page on the Uncanny Link, it will take you to my reading site. I'm just going to leave that tab in there so that I don't have to make a new page. But uh, that's the easiest way to get to my reading site. Go to theuncannylink.com and hit contact and you'll get to my reading site. Mm. Shelly, thank you so much for this really fascinating, wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. (laughs) Thank you. The action item of the week is to start noticing when you're using your head brain that leads you Try to catch it as quickly as you can. When you do, put your hands on your heart, take three slow breaths, inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, and then ask your heart what the next step is. Do this every time you sense the need for your head brain wanting to lead for a week and see what shifts. It's pretty powerful. That's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. 
a vision of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go and let it flow